Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time and any time. Brought to you by PSENG. Visit riverspringlivinggoblue.org to learn about Riverspring Residences, a newly built memory care community in Riverdale. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health. Keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. Final score here at MetLife Stadium. Giants 38, Colts 10 with the victory. The Giants punched their ticket to the 2022-23 postseason for the first time since 2016 they're going to the second season this was also their first victory this year by more than one score their first eight victories were all within eight points or less and the Giants absolutely dominated the Indianapolis Colts they got contributions from all facets of their offense through the air as well as on the ground. Daniel Jones ran for 91 yards and two scores. This was the fourth time this season they surpassed 200 rushing yards. And the defense chimed in with a touchdown for the second time in three games as Landon Collins, who has provided a bit of a boost since being called up from the practice squad, getting a pick six. This is his second career interception, but it's his first in his second installment with the Giants and his first as he makes the transition to the linebacker position because the last time he was wearing big blue, he was a safety. And that was coincidentally in 2016 when the Giants went also overseas that year to London against the Rams. And Landon Collins put his stamp on that season. He does it again down the stretch here in Week 17 as the Giants Took advantage of a team that had major issues. The Colts came in at 4-10-1. We talked about this in the pregame. One of the lowest scoring teams points-wise in the NFL. Struggled to pass protect. Struggled to convert third downs. And the Giants did not give the Colts any gifts. That was the key. They didn't open the door for Indy to make this a game. They were able to get pressure on Nick Foles. Unfortunately, he was hurt towards the end of the first half. Did not play the second half. Sam Ellinger came in for him. 
And they made the Colts play from behind by having that sizable halftime lead 24-3. to Now that limits what the Colts could do. You force Sam Ellinger to really be pass happy. And other than the touchdown to Michael Pittman, the Colts just could not sustain drives, which has been the Achilles heel all throughout the season. And that was an important element in play for this game. It wasn't so much that the Giants were not the better team. It was, do you make mistakes? Do you make mishaps that were apparent against the Vikings that put them in a precarious spot to allow the Colts then to all of a sudden get back into it? Remember, last Saturday against Minnesota, they went into Minnesota territory twice. They wound up turning the ball over. They had the block punt. They had a dropped interception. There was none of that today. Yes, Darius Slayton did fumble the ball on the first possession of the third quarter, but what happened after that, the Colts miss a field goal. So there was no capitalization on those issues, and that's really the biggest difference between the last two games is the Giants now do not have to worry about things coming down to Week 18 on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles, and that is going to be a big game for the Eagles because the NFC East title is still up for grabs. It just went final. The Eagles lost to the Saints at home 20-10. to So with the Cowboys beating Tennessee, Dallas plays Washington. The Eagles play the Giants. And that title is going to come down to the wire in the final week of the season. The Giants, they are locked into the playoffs. They're going to have a wild card spot. We've got plenty more coming up. We're going to hear from Brian Dable. We'll get player reaction and more as we move along. That was the game breakdown brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. 38-10, to 10, the final again in favor of Big Blue over Indy. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Jones in a shotgun set. Barkley to his right. Now Barkley goes to his left. Jones takes the snap. He's going to keep it and run around the left side. He's got a lead block. Jones to the 15. Jones to the 10. Jones to the 5. Shoulder. Did he get in? Yes. Touchdown, Daniel Jones. 18 yards. And that was one of two rush scores for Daniel Jones in the second half. The first of two. He also followed up with a 10-yard run in the fourth quarter. And he is the player of the game. It's brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. He had 268 total yards, 177 through the air, 91 on the ground as the Giants cruise past the Colts, 38-10 to here at MetLife Stadium. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Big Blue kickoff live is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m. All part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. So we are awaiting Brian Dable approaching the podium to speak with the media following this victory over the Colts in which the Giants punched their ticket to the postseason for the first time since 2016. Our very own John Schmelk awaiting head coach Brian Dable. But in the meantime, let's discuss some of the things that jumped out about this game and this was a golden opportunity John for the Giants they knew that if they win they get in they don't have to worry about any assistance they control their own destiny after slipping up in Minnesota and they fully took advantage of an inferior opponent that had major question marks 
every which way, offense, defense, and everything in between, and they never let them get an opportunity to come back in the game. And this was really the first dominant win for the Giants because all previous eight victories were by one score. Here they win by 28 today. Yeah, Lance, I was going to say, it's a little ironic. The game that clinches the playoff berth is the first win that's not a one-score win this year, and it put them over the top. And, you know, I think at this time it's important to note what an improbable season this was. I mean, no one really thought this team was going to go out and make the playoffs this year. It's a head coaching group um, and a coaching staff and a front office in their first year uh, coming off a really rough season last year and you know so many guys on this team playing that were picked up after final cuts were made at the end of August beginning of September they've had to make do through a lot of injuries uh, they've had to battle through a lot of adversity going through that little bit of a slump after the bye week and this team just came back together, and, and now really they're playing their best offensive football of the season the last two weeks against Minnesota than this week against Indianapolis. And, you know, Daniel Jones has been through a lot here in his fourth year. He has not had a lot of success winning football games. Got the team to the playoffs. Had the crowd chanting his name in the fourth quarter. You know, Saquon Barkley has been here. Now this is his fifth season. He's battled through a lot of injuries. He has not seen the playoffs yet. Makes his second Pro Bowl of his career. And he has now helped lead this team into the postseason. You know, and then defensively, you know, Fabian Moreau, Xavier McKinney's been out, Jason Pinnock's been out there, Nick McLeod, uh, Ryder Anderson, Jalen Smith, uh, Tony Jefferson. Go through the list of guys that, you know, were not on the field during training camp in the summer that have been big contributors to this defense and helped this team get where they needed to go this year. And, you know, give the coaching staff credit, give the players credit, give the front office credit for finding these guys and bringing them in. It really is um, an impressive performance by everyone and an organizational effort to help get this team into the postseason this year. Um, given what the roster, frankly, looked like uh, for much of the year. So I uh, give this group a whole lot of credit. They accomplished a lot today, and I'm sure I can't hear it from here. There are a few walls away, but I'm sure that locker room is, is pretty raucous right now. These guys have got to be pretty happy. Uh, and now the questions will turn, and I'm sure they'll be asked this at some point during the postgame, Lance. What do they do next week? How many guys do they rest? Uh, do they try to play out there and beat Philadelphia. The game's going to be very important for Philly, not just for first place in the NFC, but also for a potential bye, you know, with tiebreakers with the Vikings and 49ers pending, things like that. So now that's going to be the next question is how do they handle next week now that they are sitting secure in the sixth spot with no chance of falling backwards or going up? Well, and that's why Brian Dable and the front office will have to discuss what they want to prioritize. But there is something to be said about gaining some momentum entering the postseason. I think previous Giants teams have well documented that in terms of what they did specifically in 07 and 11. And I'm not insinuating that they can repeat that success. But there is something to be said about that, especially since this team is young. And the other factor is you wonder, not to say that this should be the biggest priority, but what happened with Philadelphia two years back, does that add a little bit more momentum to say, hey, we're not going to lay out the red carpet treatment and allow them to have an easy path to the NFC's title. They're essentially going to have to earn it, assuming that Dallas does not slip up against Washington. Yeah, no question about it. Locker room lines is going to be open in about two minutes. You can hear uh, Pat Halen's voice behind me, head coach Brian Dable. He has gotten out of the Gatorade-soaked sweatshirt, and he is now <laughs> heading to the podium here, uh, going to address the media after the Giants beat the Indianapolis Coast, and they clinched their playoff spot with the sixth seed. Here's head coach Brian Dable at the podium. Let's listen in. Good. Um, we're good. Good team win. 
So we're means we're in the playoffs, right? So feels good. Yeah. Team's overall performance today. Um, I thought they played a good complimentary game. I think all the units played well. I think the coaches had them ready to play. You know, most importantly, they were ready to play uh, from start to finish. And you know, when you're playing in <clears throat> higher stakes games, as you guys reminded me all week, I thought they did a good job of just focusing on the task at hand and doing the things we needed to do to get a win. So it's good to get a win. Um, I don't have inj any injury stuff, so yeah, good to get a win. Coach, you see how like Daniel put this team on his shoulders today, put his legs, his arm. Yeah. Um, talk about, obviously, when you saw from him and how big he came up in this big moment. Yeah, played well. Very efficient in the passing game. You know, used his legs well. Um, he's done that all year, though. I mean, I've seen it all year from him. Challenging career to this point Daniel has. Can you talk about what this moment kind of means for him? I think that would be a good question for him. Uh, he's a pretty level-headed guy, so... Um, I don't want to speak for him. You seemed especially pleased um, with that. Because I thought he earned it. What was the moment like for you when you got the Gatorade bath and kind of gave the crowd a, a fist pump there? Um, it was sticky and wet. Um, yeah, there was, no, it was good excitement, obviously. Um, you know, you work hard in this business to try to give yourself a chance to play you know, extra innings or more games. Um, so we have done that, but that's, you know, put ourselves in a position to compete more than just one other game. Um, so excitement, sure, definitely. Coach. What does it mean for you? What does it mean for the program to make the playoffs in the first year? Um, I don't know. I'm just happy we won this game and, you know, am I excited? <clears throat> Certainly I'm excited, but, um, you know, I think you just got to stick with the process that, that got you here. Um, got to get ready to play another game. And, uh, you know, the playoffs are a different breed. You know, they're one and done. But we still got one more game before we get to those. So uh, that's what we'll, we'll stick with that. The players will have off um, tomorrow and what's tomorrow, Monday? Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. And they'll be back on Wednesday. So usually we don't give that at all. But I had Daniel break down the team. So he, he basically gave it to everybody. Um, without talking to me, but so I, I said, turn the music back down. Okay, we'll go with what Daniel said. What was it like in the locker room after you see these players, they're happy, they're excited? Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, they're, <clears throat> you work with these, these guys every day. You know, a lot of them are my kids' ages. So and some of them have had some challenging times here. Um, so I just i am extremely happy for the players first and foremost, but the staff trainers, ownership, um, the coaches. But, you know, our goal is never just to, you know, it'll never be just to make the playoffs. Um, that'll never be just our goal. What do you think of Xavier out there today? Huh? What do you think about Xavier's play out there today? Um, I thought he was ready to go. You know, Rome came up to me. I don't know what, you know, I think it was the second quarter. We had a plan of how many reps we were going to play him. And, you know, he was communicating with Rome. He feels good, and Rome said he's playing good. So, um, you know, we ended up going with him until we took him out. He How much got, of um, He was going back to the x-ray room. McKinney, what does it look like? Is he, was that just precautionary? I do not know that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to anybody about any injury yet. I hope so. Yeah.
on Jalen's hit to uh, Bowles, did he pull off because he thought of roughing or he lost the ball? What, any explanation? You know, I'll tell you, you ever played basketball, you have a uh, son or a daughter that are younger, you know, and you play with them and you throw it over their head, then they look up at the net and then you still have it. That's what I thought happened. Um, he thought he threw it. So. Uh, you had a Landon here and he hadn't played and he has played and he hasn't played. And that one play, you know, is that uh, nice? Give, give me the him. person again, I'm sorry. Landon Collins. Oh, LC? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good play. Ball was thrown inside. He was on it. Um, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> Wink's done a great job all year. He's calling a really good game. And, you know, I'll just, you know, chime in there once in a while with my two cents. Not on calls. Just I'm like, hey, this one's going to the house right here before he called it. So it went to the house. So on the sack that I think McLeod had, he's going, I'm going to one-up you here. I guarantee this is a sack. Probably going to be a strip sack. But it was a sack, so he didn't get the strip sack. So I think... <clears throat> I won that one. What did John Mara say to you after the game, if anything? Well, I'm saying congratulations. Um, you know, we just went in there. We talked like we normally do. You know, there's music playing. The reason why I was a little late, I, was, I couldn't sit in that Gatorade. So I had to take a shower. Pat's, I'm like, Pat, I'm taking a shower right now. I'm soaked. It's sticky. So, um, no, he's, you know, obviously he was excited. <clears throat> um, he was happy, smiling. You know, so again, I'm I'm very thankful for the players. But again, you know, we made we made the playoffs, um, and I credit the players and the coaches, and again the support staff uh, for all their hard work. But you know, hopefully, there's a long way to go here. Um, but you got to take it one one game at a time. Um, like I've told you before, it's a humbling league. You know, we'll have one more, and then you're you know you lose and you're done. You win, you keep going. How much of your post-game message to the team was congrats, but we're not done? Because it sounds like you're saying. No, I just said, let's, I said congrats. Let's be a pro. Let's be smart tonight. You know, it's okay to be happy. You've uh, achieved the first, um, you know, goal. I probably of every NFL team is to make the playoffs. Like, you don't start a season and go, oh, boy, help we win five games. You know, I think we're all competitors. Um, doesn't always go that way. You go through a lot of difficult times during a season. So I said they should enjoy it. But let's be smart. Um, let's be smart outside the building. You know, let's let's not ruin anything that you know we've been building towards. And this is the most important time of year. Now we're in January, um, so do the right thing. You know, you, you did the right thing on the field. Let's do the right thing off the field. James, a lot of these players have lost a lot before you got here. Yeah. What is what was it like to see in the locker room? You know, the joy of some yeah. of those veterans especially, you know, yeah. who haven't tasted yeah. this at all. Yeah, I'd say, Kim, every, you know, and obviously this was a big win because it, you know, we, sent, we clinched a playoff spot. But, you know, that's the <clears throat> that's what I like most about coaching is relationships. But, you know, seeing that, you know, that two to three minutes in the locker room when it's just the team um, of all the hard work they put into it to try to get <clears throat> a result that you hope for. And I'm – I'm very thankful and appreciative for all the players, um, the staff, the coaches. But, you know, to see smile, smiles on the faces, <clears throat> you know, that's the best time of the week for me is the two to three minutes after a game when you watch these, these people put so much into it to try to get a result that you want. And it's hard every week to do. Um, so enjoy it. And then let's get back. Um, I wanted to come back on Tuesday, but we'll come back on Wednesday.
You're in a position now. I, I, I think you're locked into the six, if I'm not mistaken. You would know better. You would know better than me I right now. I should know, probably. Maybe somebody can correct me yes, if I'm wrong. You are. I'm sure uh, Pat knows. What is it, Pat? You're six. You're six. Oh, Jordan had a jump right so, ahead. So, <laughs> Daniel's given given them a couple of days off. I mean, any thought to if we got to pull back on some guys this week, we, I, we will or rest? Or? No. No. Up any rest? No. No. It's not, you get rest after the season. It's a long season. This is the. <clears throat> It's a fun part of the season, you know. It's a fun part of the season when you're winning. It's a shitty or bad part of the season when you're losing. We'll take a couple more, a couple more. When you say you haven't thought about it yet, or know is it you're going to play all the starters next yeah. week? I'm just going to enjoy this one right here. Go home, smoke a cigar, and hang out with my family. Coach, you talk about the offensive line play. Everything starts up front. Yeah. And most of the time, yeah, no. Dan, Daniel had a clean pocket and. Off the line, going downhill on the second level. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Again, that's where the game starts is up front. Um, the guys don't normally get their names in the paper or a bunch of articles written about them, but they do the, the dirty work that they need to do. Um, and they, they played some really good guys <clears throat> up front. Those two guys tackles are really good football players. Um, and I think what well, he didn't have a sack. We have well, he didn't get sacked, right? No, and I thought Daniel made some loose plays with his feet too. You know, if a couple action type passes that he chose to run on a couple of them, and made a couple good reads on some runs, and you know, Breida finished it off pretty good. I thought him and Brightwell were running hard. You know, and some of those outside runs, and, and Saquon was running hard. You know, Saquon is, you know, he's always coming to the sideline. You can see it in his eyes every time he touches the ball. He wants to go 80. So I'm like, hey, buddy, that was a really good two yard run. And he puts, relax, pal. It's a good two yard run. It'll come. Let's not go outside of, of doing what we need to do. Um, but again, it was a good team win. Everybody, everybody contributed. Um, everybody contributed today. When you think about the beginning of the season, the, the style of play, what you wanted to know, what you wanted the team to be known for, do you feel as though that's how they're playing right now? Yeah, I mean, we, we try to be smart, tough, dependable. Um, be in the right spot. Be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Um, have the playbook down for that particular week, understand your opponent, um, and then fight through whether it's some mental toughness things throughout the week or physical toughness things. Again, um, I'm not going to stand up here and give a critique of the season. I do appreciate the question, but uh, you know, I think we're competing. We're playing hard. It's not always perfect. Uh, certainly things that we could all do better. Um, but I think they played a good game today. Quarterback is the quarterback. Hey, Tim, is did you want to ask something? I'm sorry. You good? The quarterback is the most impactful guy on the team. Right, he touches the ball more than any other player. Every play. Every play. Well, offensive. Uh, how much is that? Is well, this of a, course, he doesn't touch it on defense. How much is that a box? Like, <laughs> you know, that for Daniel to sort of check there. Like, okay, you know, people put wins and losses on quarterbacks. He, you know, now he he led you yeah. to the playoffs. No, I mean it's the same. I'm not. Look, he played a good game. He's been playing good games for a while since we've been here. Um, so he's making the right decisions, throwing it where he needs to throw it, taking off with his legs, playing good situation of football. That's what we need from him week in and week out. Okay. What did, anything, anything else? What did, you, what did you say to Hadi on the sideline? before? He, so then you, you said something to him. You turn around, and then he sprints back to the Gatorade. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I, I, don't, I don't. When I talk to Hadi, I, I forget half the things I say to him. <laughs> See ya. You guys have a good night. Have a new year. All right, that was head coach Brian Dable speaking with reporters following the Giants' 38-10 victory over the Colts as they improved to 9-6-1, 5-3-1.
They wrap up the home slate of their schedule this year. They are locked into the number six spot, which means they will get the third overall seed in the NFC. Right now, that's the San Francisco 49ers, though it could change. And we'll get more into that. We'll get some player reaction as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue, the fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM New York. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Giants top the Colts 38-10 here at MetLife Stadium. Daniel Jones is our player of the game. Let's listen in to what he has to say to the media. He represented a, a personal breakthrough for you beyond just making the playoffs? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm really appreciative and grateful for the support uh, of the fans. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a team thing. And, and, you know, this was a complete team win today. Uh, you know, all three phases played really well. Um, and uh, on offense, we executed, did our jobs. Like I said, the guys up front played really well. Um, just proud of this team, proud of this team to come out in a game like this, opportunity to uh, clinch the playoffs. And uh, we put together a, a good game, played played really well. So just proud to be a part of it. And what has Brian Dable meant for you and for your career? Uh, he's meant a lot. He's meant a lot. He's, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from him. Uh, a lot of a lot of football. Um, I've grown a lot as a player, and um, you know I appreciate his his support and, and giving me the chance uh, to go out there and, and play. So he's helped me a lot. He's helped all of us a lot. Um, definitely, definitely grateful for him. What, what makes him so easy to play for for you? Um, I think just his his passion for the game, his uh, his competitive spirit. Um, you know all that. Uh, you know you respect about him and and. Uh, you know, makes you want to play for a guy like that. So uh, we appreciate him. He's he's uh, helped us all a lot. Did you think about giving him a Gatorade bath yourself or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I let I let some of the other guys handle it, but yeah, certainly certainly grateful, very appreciative of him. Yeah, you seem like Jihad was a little uh, little excited in a locker room after the game, huh? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's uh, he certainly was. He he brings the brings energy, brings the juice every day. Uh, he's a great teammate, great player. You, you know, you're very, very supportive of your teammates and everything. Uh, Richie James, seven targets, seven catches today. When you think about where, where Richie started beginning of the year to where he is right now, the ups and downs, can you just comment about the, the bond that you two have connected with? Yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Um, he's played a, played great all year, uh, you know, early on, and, and really I think he's been consistent throughout the whole year, um, stepped up and, and made, a, made a ton of plays for us. Um, you know, he, he's just a, he's a really good football player, knows where to be, uh, knows how to get open, knows feel for, for spaces and, um, you know, uncovering in, in zones and, and can beat man-to-man coverage. So he's played great for us. Uh, you know, his work ethic, his demeanor every day, you know, if, you, if you'd see that, you wouldn't be surprised by it. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good football player. And, you know, some personally, we we savor this one a little bit more. I mean, being drafted as high as you were, some of the early struggles. Will you allow yourself to enjoy this one maybe a little more? Uh, yeah, I will. You know, we'll, we'll all, uh, like I said, we'll we'll enjoy it. We'll celebrate it. Um, but I think we all understand there's a lot of a lot of work to do uh, ahead of us. Um, you know, there's a lot still out there for us. A lot we can work on and, and work to improve on. So, um, you know, we'll enjoy it. You know, it's hard to win in this this league. Um, 
as we've learned, and, and um, you know, it's hard to, hard to make the playoffs. So we'll enjoy it, but there's a lot, uh, a lot still out there for us. Something changed in the last two weeks that's allowed your numbers to sort of spike from, you know, where they were. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything's changed. I think it's just the way the games have worked out, um, and guys have stepped up and made a lot of plays. So. Uh, we'll continue to, to take what the defense has given us and, and uh, just execute as well as we can. Can you talk about where, where the thought came in to give the guys off Tuesday? Coach Dables talked about how typically you would have Monday off, and, but you gave them Monday and Tuesday off, and he said he just went with it. Uh, I don't know. That was, uh, it was a group decision, I think. You've walked off the field at times, and you've heard the crowd not be so kind what was it like when you get the curtain call and you walk off the field and it's like the chance of Daniel and uh, yeah it beats <laughs> beats the alternative for sure um, but yeah really really appreciative of the fans and their support of us um, but it was a you know big big team game thought we executed um, as well as we have you know all year certainly some things we can improve on but um, you know, I thought you know every guy did their job and 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 played really good, played really good football in a, in a big game for us. So proud to be a part of that. Daniel, this, the same player who committed the personal foul on you uh, hit you on that touchdown run right after that. Do you feel like it's part of your responsibility as a quarterback to to be willing to sacrifice your body on on runs like that? Is that part of your, I guess, commitment to the team to to be able or willing to do that? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think uh, whenever you have a situation to or an opportunity to score score a touchdown, you're going to do that regardless of um, you know if you're going to get hit or not. So um, you know, I'll, I'll continue to look and see where I can protect myself and be smart in those situations. But you know, when I have an opportunity to score, I'm definitely going to try to do that. Thank you. All right, so that was Daniel Jones speaking with reporters following his impressive performance in the team's 38-10 victory over the Colts to clinch their first playoff spot since 2016. We will step aside, come back. We'll still hear from Saquon Barkley, get some locker room reaction, and what should the Giants do in the final week of the regular season against the Philadelphia Eagles, given they are already locked into the sixth seed, but we know now Philly losing to New Orleans has kept the NFC East title up for grabs with Dallas heading into the final week. We will get into that and more as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Barkley in a one-back set. Jones on the center. Takes the snap, play fake to Barkley. Jones rolls to his left, gets a block from Thomas. He's to the five. Jones races in. Touchdown, Giants. Second rushing touchdown for Daniel Jones. And let the party begin at MetLife Stadium. And that brings us to the Giants Power Report, brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, Giants ran the ball 37 times for 217 yards. Daniel Jones, 11 for 91. You just heard one of his two rushing scores, both of them coming in the second half. Matt Breida added 59 yards on nine carries. Saquon Barkley, 58 on 12, and it added up to... Just a dominant performance for the Giants as they cruise past the Colts 38-10 here at MetLife Stadium. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks, 
with you as the Giants are 9-6-1. and one. They lock up the sixth seed. They're heading to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. And one of the reasons why also they were in cruise control in this game was the defense found the end zone for the second time in three weeks. Landon Collins, a pick six, the second of his career. This is the first one in his second installment with the team. He had one coincidentally back in 2016 in the game in London against the Rams. And we caught up with Landon Collins in the locker room. All right, we're going to slide in here at the locker of Landon Collins, who had the pick six. Let's listen in. Now, the significance of it, though, in a playoff clincher has to mean a whole lot more, doesn't it? No. <laughs> Honestly, it's just more the fact that, like, making a play for our team and just uh, making sure we, 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 set, we are set. That was the biggest thing. Um, and just making sure with the next play, to turn the page. Even though I made the pick, now it's just finishing because they, that team could still come back if anything happens. So at the end of the day, I just finished this. We made a play. On to the next thing now. You made the playoffs with the Giants in 2016. Mm-hmm. What is it about this team that allowed it to make the playoffs besides the talent? Oh, man, the togetherness, uh, how steadfast this team is, how to, uh, how family-orientated this team is, and how everybody stays accountable and we keep each other accountable. Everybody stays on each other, on each other just about any little thing because that's how this that's how this thing goes. What will you tell your teammates who have not made the playoffs about what the postseason is like and how to deal with it? Uh, really just like any night next week, but the sense of urgency is is is, is, is through the roof. Um, every little detail, every little fine thing that we need to be perfect on we have to be perfect. Benny Collins, congratulations. Thank Appreciate you. It, thank you. Landon, I, I was in your league. Uh, can you just take us through that pick, what you saw on the play, and how you came up with the catch? Um, Formation-wise, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big formation kind of guy. Um, I, we watched this play almost six times throughout the week, and I saw number one breaking out. I had the flats and then just broke underneath it and took it to the house. Finally, what is it about this group that allows everyone to accept a role? Even if it's not a big role, it's a small role that will step in, maybe just play on third downs, play 40% of the snaps, but play a big role, and everyone's willing to accept that for the betterment of the team. Um, Man, it's just knowing that you're just being humble. Honestly, everybody's that in this, in, this, in, this, in this locker room is very humble, knowing that we got guys, you got guys that are going to make plays, and when your name is called, just do what you need to do to make that play for that team, do for that down, for any situation that's, that you called upon. Thank you, Landon. And when his name was called, he certainly capitalized with the pick six. That was a huge game changer in route to helping the Giants beat the Colts 38-10 to here at MetLife Stadium. The player press conferences are brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. And I want to bring Bob and Carl into the conversation to get their perspective on the game. Carl, last week when we look back at that Vikings game, they were going up against a superior team in terms of the standings, yet made so many mistakes, right? Two turnovers in Minnesota territory, the block punt. This week, they go to the opposite end of the spectrum with respect to the standings against a four-win Colts team and knew they controlled their own destiny. None of those mishaps, none of those mental mistakes, and that, I think, is something that shouldn't be overlooked in a game like this. No, it it tells you that... You're going against a a week a week before you're going against a um, this second best record in the NFL. Yep. Um, and you can look after that game and say, well, here's why. Here's why we lost. Um, and if we want to be a good team and we want to be able to compete and have an opportunity to win these types of games, we got to take care of these things. And so the next week, which is this week, they took care of the little things, and that's why the score was as lopsided as it was. I mean, it was, they didn't, they didn't have one of those um, 
typical giant, you know, back and forth game, keep it into close into a one possession game. It was go out, let's execute our game plan, and they did it. Um, and so they didn't have to worry about coming back and staying close in the game. Well, they only yeah. punted once today. Yep, out of eight that. possessions. Think about that. That's pretty big. Pretty big for them. Well, also considering, Bob, and I'm glad you brought that up, the eight wins this season were all by one score. How refreshing. This was the first game they won this season when it was outside of eight points. Yeah, yeah. Carl said on our podcast, Believe in Giants, um, on the Believe Podcast Network, he said if the Giants really want to win this game going away and make it so that it's not a nail-biter, they need to play well on all three phases. And he said on the podcast, and they need a defensive score. And you said that they were going to get yep. a defensive score. And they got a defensive score. Carl, I didn't realize you were a soothsayer. I'm not. I just pay attention. He knows what he's talking about. I have Absolutely. Trend, trends and things. Trend you guys call them analytics. I call them trend lines and things of that nature. You're carving out an entire niche for yourself. It, it really is. A, it's so impressive here. Well, I just nice. figure I wanted to pat you on the back for that. So, hey Lance, yes. thank you. No, I'm no problem. That's what I'm, I'm, my wallet I'm here now, for but... moral support. I just want you to know that, Carl. And listen, we're here for you, Lance. Oh, that you're, until you're we're too not. kind. Until we're not. Um. <laughs> so I, I, I think the Giants. I heard you and John talking about whether or not what the Giants' strategy is going to be going into Philadelphia. Um, yep. I say they do what's in their best interest. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, um, anybody that's nicked up that they need full health um, going into the playoff game, I rest them. I'd rest them and prepare them um, for the playoffs. I mean, look, I mean, everybody wants to win games. They're not going to put a, a group out there and say, okay, go lose the game. But you've, you've got to start thinking about postseason and with, you know, how you can best give yourself a chance to win there. Because the, the regular season is settled in terms of what you can accomplish. Uh, your place is set in the division. Your place is set in the um, playoff standing. You know, I mean, you want to go get beat up and, you know, run all your guys out there against Philadelphia and, you know, Philly's playing probably for the um, division. Absolutely. They definitely are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can go do what you have to do and try to win that game, but you're not in the division hunt. That's them in Dallas, right? You're in the, you're in the winning playoff game hunt now. So um, that's, what you got, that's what you can control right now. And we'll get more into that as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We'll get in some player reaction as well. Giants top the Colts 38-10. to They're heading to the postseason for the first time since 2016. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Sack in and goal to six. Empty sack for Jones. Balls out to Sigmund. Takes the snap. He's back to throw. Fires it right. Completes it. Throw the goal line for Hodgins. Is he in? Touchdown Giants. Isaiah Hodgins. And that is the play of the game. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. As Isaiah Hodgins hauled it in from six yards out. He has been a pleasant surprise in the second half of the season. 
That is the fourth time in the last five games that Hodgins has found the end zone. He helped cap a nine-play, 64-yard drive that made it 14-3 in favor of the Giants. They would go on to win 38-10 over the Colts here at MetLife Stadium as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Earlier in the program, I referenced the Giants' rushing numbers. They ran for over 200 yards. Daniel Jones was the leading rusher. Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida chipped in as well. Barkley is speaking with reporters. Let's listen in to what he has to say. League, um, he'll do whatever it takes to help a team win football games, and he comes to work every single day with that mentality, and I'm just happy for him. What's it mean to you to get career high in yards? You've gone through some difficult things since those early years in terms of injuries and playing through them. And this year, you know, it might not be your best in every category, but it's best in yards. What does that mean to you? Um, I really don't focus too much on the numbers. Uh, my goal uh, this offseason was to get back to myself. Uh, I think everyone gets caught up in the numbers uh, and get caught up in the stats. And stats is a, is a beautiful thing, but I, I don't distinguish stats and to like, oh, who's this and who's that? I think it's when you turn on film, you can see how talented the guy was. And I wanted to show the Giants organization that the guy that they drafted is still here. Um, and I think if you turn on the film from last year and you turn on the film from this year, whether I have better stats or I don't, um, you can just tell there's a big difference. Is there, is there a toughness to this team that has kind of been developed this year that kind of showed itself a little bit today, especially when they got a couple shots against Daniel and seemed like, uh, you know, a bunch of you guys were right out there immediately to kind of stand up for him and stand up maybe for, for all you guys. It's been like that all year. Um, we, we're, we're a really good good group of guys that care about each other um, and would do whatever it takes to help each other win and got each other back. Uh, it's been like that since camp. It's like we got into a brawl in camp uh, earlier or late, or late in camp. You know, if, if we'll fight each other, we'll fight anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the mindset that you got to have, uh, to especially going down this stretch and going into, you know, against a tough team against Philly and in the playoffs. Um, and that's that's what helped us. That's what helped us this whole year. Just leaning on each other, trusting each other, never wavering. And that's what we're gonna continue to need. What's it like playing for him and how he's galvanized this locker room throughout the course of the year now into the playoffs? I mean, he's, he, I don't think he gets enough respect of how competitive he is. Um, you know, he always talk about competitive stamina, competitive mindset, and it, it kind of started with your coach. Uh, I think it kind of started week one when we scored a touchdown and he go for it too. Uh, I think it starts there. It shows the trust that he has in us, um, the belief that he has in us. And, you know, when you when a guy like that and when it's your head coach showing that as a player, you don't want to go out there and let him down. Um, you want to level, you want to enhance your level of play. Um, and he's been doing that all year from start to finish, from once he came in, just the energy he was able to bring to the facility. Uh, not only him, but Joe, too, all the coaches. Um, they've been doing a phenomenal job, and I think the players are feeding off that. Coach of the year? I think so. Do you feel like you're a dangerous playoff team, and if so, why? Um, do I feel like we're a dangerous playoff team? I think it's a playoff thing that can happen. Uh, you got to take it one play at a time, um, one game at a time. Um, you get one shot. You know, you win, you go on. If you lose, you go home. So, it's a hot team, though. Do you feel like you're a hot team right now? Uh, yeah, I think we're we're clicking at the right at the right moment, um, giving ourselves a you know a great chance. Uh, and kind of go back to your question, I, I think we're a team that we've shown no matter what, down by ten, down by seventeen, and we're going to fight. Um, and that's a scary team to go against. That 
you know, they're never going to go away. When your quarterback competes the way that Daniel did and, and his willingness to take those kinds of hits, what kind of impact does that have on, on I mean, the team? I think he should get down a little bit more. But uh, he kind of got a little stiff arm in the day, too. I think he put Buddy to the ground and someone else made a tackle. But it just shows, like, he, he's willing to do whatever it takes. And, like, you know, I can sit here and I can speak on that, but, like, you can go, you can watch it on Sundays. You, you, you can, you know, you guys don't see this, but, you know, you know I get here pretty early. Um, but every single time I get here and I get here pretty early, there's, there's a car that's going to be there before me, and it's Daniel Jones. Like, he's the first one in, last one to leave. Like, he really lives that, like, that mentality. Like, he has that mentality, and he, he's tough. Um, he's a heck of a player, a heck of a guy, a heck of a teammate. And, um, you know, he's our, he's, he's our captain, he's our leader. And when you have that guy at the quarterback position, um, you believe you can win any game. You're one of the longest. hard to get a read on. Did you sense that he enjoyed that moment? Coming For sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he might, yeah, he, he really. He's, he really don't show it, but he, he, I mean, we're human, you know. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to speak for him, but he heard what everyone had to say. He heard what you guys have said about him in this, in this room. But, like, everyone loves that. It's not like you just, it's like it's feeling his ego. It's like, you know, he, he went out there and he's, he's got the respect of the fans. Like, you don't, not just anyone, just get a, you get a chant in a stadium. Um, it shows the respect that he earned, and he went out there and played lights out in a game that we need him to. While the season's not, while the season's not over, um, when you think about the identity of the team now versus when you started training camp, new coach, new administration, a lot of new players, did those expect, are, are you feel as though you're meeting the expectation of what you thought the identity would be, or are you exceeding what you think what the identity is of the team? I think we're, we're meeting it. No. We came in, we want to be smart, tough, dependable. That's something that Coach Dave said. That's one of the first thing he said, smart. I want smart, tough, dependable guys. That's going to help you win football games. And I think if you go in that locker room, you're going to see a lot of smart, tough, dependable guys. Thank you. All right, so that was Saquon Barkley reflecting on this game as well as the season overall as he is going to get a taste of the postseason for the first time in his career with the Giants topping the Indianapolis Colts. 38-10 to 10 here at MetLife Stadium. They improved to 9-6-1 overall. Julian Love is another player who also is going to experience the second season for the first time in his career. And he spoke earlier in the week about the message that Brian Dable has been preaching and how they were fully aware of what was at stake here at home. Let's listen into what Julian Love had to say following the win. All right, we're going to jump in here at the locker of Julian Love. Well... When you look at our, on paper, you look at our team, we have studs. And really, people just took accountability and say, hey, the good, good guys have to play the best. Um, I, I said that all season, but that's what it is. Um, you know, you can't wait for other people to make plays. And guys in this locker room have made the plays that they needed to win. Was there a point in time where you realized, you know, hey, this, this year might really be different? Week one, when we beat Tennessee away, uh, no one... The first bunch of games, no one had us winning anything. Uh, all offseason, you, all you hear is just talk and people talking down on us. But we knew who we had, and that just kickstarted our energy for the whole season and realized that in those critical situations, we could come out on top. And so, yeah, from the, from the very jump. You mentioned having studs, but a lot of those studs were hurt. Xavier McKinney was out. Dory Jackson was out. What is it about the other guys that came in for those guys and held the fort? What does that say about them and this team in general? Yeah, we had some... <laughs> 
really key additions to this team. Obviously, uh, Isaiah on offense has been balling, has been doing his job. Uh, on defense, though, I mean, Nick McLeod, Jason Pinnock, uh, all the rookies we had, obviously, Fabian. Teams, Fabian. Like, it's just a bunch of guys who are ball players and just. You know, everybody's back. I said it early on. Everyone's back was against the wall early in the season. Everyone really is trying to earn a name for themselves. Uh, and so that's what you get. It's a bunch of hungry guys. So this has been four years now for you here. Does this feel like making the playoffs, which you thought it would feel like? Does it feel different? Yeah, it feels different. I'm excited. I'm happy. I and mean, this, this late in the year, I haven't been, you know, this this energized to really go forward. And right now we have some momentum and we want to keep it. But just to close this thing out at home, it's, it's hard to get emotional because it's been a, a turbulent, you know, few years. Was it great to hear the crowd behind your, your guys like they worked out of the game? Yeah, of course. Uh, the fans, you know, they, they started the season strong and they closed it out strong. And that's what that's the exchange. We play, we try to play well, and they, uh, they do their thing to get us involved. And so fans were huge today. Thank you, Julian. Julian Love speaking with John Schmelke as well as other members of the media in the locker room following the Giants' 38-10 win over the Colts. Make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs in and out of the stadium. Use code GIANTS22 to score free delivery tickets, autographed items, and more. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. We will step aside when we come back. We'll get you caught up with everything else happening around Week 17 in the NFL. Lots of other playoff implications. Even some other division titles have been wrapped up. And we'll also look ahead to the Eagles matchup for the Giants as they wrap up the regular season in Week 18. They go to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. We'll have more on Pepsi Giants Extra Point right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Xavier McKinney, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue, The Fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM, New York. Lance Meadow with you here. Let's break down NFL Week 17 as we run you through the scoreboard. We have several games currently in progress. Second quarter, the Niners just reclaim the lead over the Raiders 14-10. Brock Purdy, a pair of touchdown passes, one to Brandon Ayuk, and the latest to his tight end, George Kittle. Jarrett Stidham, of course, starting for the Raiders as they benched Derek Carr. The Seahawks lead the Jets 17-3. That one early in the second quarter, Geno Smith with a pair of touchdown passes against his former team. Packers 7, Vikings 3 in the first quarter. Keyshawn Nixon, who has been quite the spark plug in special teams, returning a kickoff 105 yards for a score to give Green Bay the four-point lead. And they just wrapped up the first quarter in L.A. It is the Rams leading the Chargers 3-0, and the Chargers are the home team, given both of those teams call SoFi Stadium home. Let's head to the games that all went final earlier today. The Falcons edged the Cardinals 20-19. Atlanta set the tone on the ground with two rushing scores. The Lions regrouped a 41-10 victory over the Bears. Jared Goff, three touchdowns. Detroit also ran for over 260 yards. The Chiefs held off the Broncos 27-24. Patrick Mahomes, 328 passing yards and three touchdowns. The Patriots topped the Dolphins 23-21. A pick six for New England off Teddy Bridgewater, Mac Jones, 200 passing yards and two scores. Huge win for New England. They are now tied with Miami at 8-8. Eight eight. The Saints knocked off the Eagles 20-10. So Philadelphia just one game now ahead of Dallas, which beat Tennessee on Thursday night. We move to Week 18. The Eagles win. They claim the NFC East title. 
the Eagles lose. The Cowboys win against Washington. Dallas claims first prize in the NFC East and would stop the merry-go-round given, remember, nobody has won consecutive NFC East titles since the Eagles did it four years in a row from 2001 to 2004. The NFC South is over. The Buccaneers took grasp of that. A 30-24 victory over the Panthers. Tom Brady and company pulling off yet. What else is new? Another late rally. They outscored Carolina 20-10 in the fourth. So the Bucs are locked into the fourth spot. If Dallas does not win the NFC East, it would be a Tampa Bay-Dallas matchup in round one. The Browns, they topped the Commanders 24-10 as Washington fell to 7-8-1 as they are watching their playoff hopes evaporate. And the Jaguars clobbered the Texans 31-3. Jacksonville still has a win and claimed the AFC South title game against Tennessee in Week 18. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Jones out of a shotgun set. Takes the snap, looking back as well. As Todd releases to his right, looking for somebody to uncover. Throws it to the end zone, touchdown Giants! Richie James got himself open, Jones bought time. It's a six-yard touchdown pass on a third and goal to six, and the Giants have the lead. And that was the scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. It capped an 11-place, 71-yard drive that took nearly seven minutes off the clock. It was the first touchdown of three for the Giants in the second quarter as they cruised to a 38-10 victory over the Colts here at MetLife Stadium, and they punched their postseason ticket as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you a celebratory locker room for Big Blue, and deservedly so. And quite amazing, Carl, how far this team has come along because we knew the challenge was going to be, for perhaps the lack of a better word, a bit overwhelming entering this season given some of the question marks on this roster, new coaching staff, new schemes, and we didn't know much about how well, this team was going to play out, yet here we go. We move the calendar forward. They're looking at a 9-6-1 and record. Yeah, I, you know, the thing about it, Lance, is and you know, Bob – and I talk about it early on in training camp on our Believe podcast, as well as on this um, some of our Giants um, training camp stuff, is that this was not a Super Bowl-ready team. They're not this year away from being a Super Bowl. We talked about, number one, having competent coaches and then making sure that we had our realistic view of what those coaches would be able to do with the talent that they had. Um, I said it from day one that, you know, Wink Martindale is a wizard, uh, but it can be feast or famine depending on, you know, how much talent he has, but he won't back down. So um, he's going to get a lot of it right, but sometimes they're going to be better than the talent that they have out there. Um, and you saw that. Um, but the Giants just kept battling their personnel, uh, staff, uh, front office has done a tremendous job of just providing this roster, stocking this roster with great talent. Like, you know, it's not Kobe beef. It may be strip steak, but you can work with it. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's what they've done. They've, they've continued to provide this staff with players that work within their system. Their kind of players, not just physically, but mentally too, because – this is a, as, as Bob said, a system that works on a meritocracy, week to week. You got to earn your spot uh, on the 53, 
and to be a reliable player, you know, these guys just do it. And you just heard Landon Collins earlier um, in this broadcast talk about, you know, the humbling nature of just everybody just rooting for everybody and wanting to be a part of uh, what's going on here. So I, I think that's great. Well, and Bob, speaking of the construction of the roster that Carl was just mentioning, normally we focus on the draft and free agency prior to the season. But when you think about it, and Joe Shane even reflected on this at his midseason presser that at one point they were leading the NFL and the most players that had joined the roster well after September and October and got contributions. But Isaiah Hodgins claimed off waivers from the Bills right before the bye, what he's been able to do. Carl just mentioned Landon Collins. Yes, familiarity with the organization, but he's changing positions to linebacker. And you go top to bottom, Fabian Morrow. Yeah, but these guys coming in and contributing. Right, that's my point. They were scrap heap guys. They weren't on the roster. I mean, when did Landon Collins join this this, uh, roster? October? Yeah, just about. And he was on the practice squad first. Remember, he wasn't immediately on the active roster. My point is... The, the whole month and a half of the season had gone by before anybody even rang his phone. Yep. Um, so I mean, but there are two there are two levels to this, right? And this is this is why fans should really take a moment and appreciate what they're putting together here. Um, you know, those who don't know will say it's, it's fool's goal. They shouldn't be this far ahead of schedule, right? When you think about the draft choices, which is not an exact science, um, the draft choices that they hit on, Kayvon Thibodeau has, he's like a snowball rolling downhill now. He's getting bigger and stronger and stronger. And you can see early on from the minute he came back from his preseason uh, knee sprain, you you could just tell he was just, constantly applying his knowledge to the game and now you can see the game completely slow down for him um evan neal inconsistent but good and you see it it's not this is not eric flowers right you're not calling evan neal's name every time your quarterback drops back to pass right or every time they run his way there's a tackle for a loss that was eric flowers um you know you've you've hit with that um, your tight end situation. What do you think about that? Big. We haven't had a we. I don't think the Giants have had a tight end contribute, and I don't know what Bellinger's numbers are, but they haven't had a they haven't had a tight end contribute at this level in a while. He's got 30 catches for 268 this year. Also from a blocking standpoint, too. right? I mean, yeah. he's a complete. Um, contributor here um so the appreciation that we should have for where they are at this stage is 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 pretty cool it really is i mean they are they are ahead of schedule but this is not something that they didn't expect a lot of fans didn't expect this this for joe shane and brian dable and cole they expected this Every time they take the field or they hit the road and evaluate, they expect to get good players. They're not expecting the crapshoot, you know? And that goes back to coaching and preparing guys to be in the right position to make plays. And they were all in the right position today as it added up to a 38-10 victory over the Colts as the Giants sit at 9-6-1. They're locked into the sixth seed. 
We're scoreboard watching. The Niners right now are in the three seed. Who knows what will happen between them and the Minnesota Vikings. We'll catch you up on that front as we move forward. A reminder, Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on the fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. Final score once again, Giants 38, Colts 10, their largest victory this season as the previous eight were by all one score. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, brought to you by PSENG. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.